reboot, reboot. I was forbidden to reboot this podcast, but <laughs> the film franchise is getting rebooted itself. Ariane wouldn't let me reboot the podcast. I thought it would have been really cool, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I've, I've learned my lessons that no one actually gives a shit. Let's leave the <laughs> let's leave the not you know let's leave the not making sense to these movies. Let's let's try yeah. and stay on the yeah. on the right path of of logic and understanding, and we can Absolutely. leave all that convoluted shit to these movies. Definitely. Because it's about to get a whole lot more convoluted and oh, not yeah. make much sense. Welcome to Franchise, presented by the Breadcombs Collective. It's the podcast where each season we go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises, one film at a time, as we try to figure out what makes this franchise good, what makes the franchise bad, and what makes the franchise work, or even worth your damn time. We're your hosts, John Foster. And who is and, it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who I was. Uh, Ariana, that's food too. My daughter. What up, dad? I'm all right. You doing all right? I'm doing okay. We're getting through these episodes. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe it. We are. There's some serious things going on. Yeah, here. some fast and some furious things. Yeah. Our boy Justin Lin, getting a little career out of this. Yeah. You know? Good getting for trusted. him. Yeah. A community episode? Incredible. Absolutely. It's bringing like the band back together. Mm. It's really cool. La familia. La familia. Bringing them all back. Yeah. yeah. We got a lot of interesting things coming up here in this episode, of course, because, hey, there's uh, a whole new world that's being formed here. We've got a little short film that we talk about. Mm -hmm. We got a big old movie as well. I think we should just get into it. Hell yeah. We are uh, finally here. We are mm -hmm. uh, we are here in new territory oh for myself. Yeah, for Jonathan. Yeah, completely. This is it's so exciting, unbelievable. I yeah don't even know can't believe we've where to it. begin. Um, but as always, yeah. in tradition, since probably uh -huh. the second episode, we have to start like yeah. this. Anthony Quinn of the Independence, <laughs> ride or die. Remember? Er, not really. More like yawn and forget, as Nabokov once <laughs> recommended. Only 13-year-old boys and Jeremy Clarkson would possibly enjoy this. can't believe this dude used that quote from Nobokov when Nobokov was definitely talking about critics when he, uh, yeah. when he said that. Okay. The irony is lost on him. <laughs> and how, could he, how dare he name drop Jeremy Clarkson, a person famously associated with cars. Yeah, and sucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anton Battelle of... Little White Lies. Okay, we like Little White Lies. Gang. What did he say? Gang. Everything here cuts to the chase with personalities presented in a streamlined shorthand and dramatic plausibility sacrifice to the need for speed. Fast and the Furious, but to this and forgotten. <laughs> Ouch. Peter Travers, he's back, of Rolling Stone he's said. Mm -hmm. Director Justin Lin still hasn't learned film geography. Even the kinetic tunnel races meant to nitrocharge the movie fall flat from spatial incoherence. You barely know what's happening and to whom. He's kind of right. Yeah, he right. Kinda, he's he's kind of right. He's kind of right. He's like, More sorry, my later. king. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to Justin Lin, but uh, made some points there. Yeah. Here we go. I'm ready for this one. Alistair Harkness of Scotsman said, 
It's just filler between lots of jerkily edited car porn. <laughs> well, that's a take. Jesus Christ. To be honest, I don't think there was enough car porn. <laughs> yeah, no, man. This one's my, not about the cars. In my humble cars. opinion. Yeah, it was not about the cars. Yeah. It was barely about Dom. Um. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, our king, yep. our king from the last couple of episodes has uh, he's dropped out of the race. Pour out a Corona yeah. for our homie Felix Gonzalez Jr. A DVD review uh, <laughs> because he only reviewed the first three movies in a DVD triple pack and hasn't seemed to it review anything since 2009. <laughs> so we will oh, never no. know what his insights never on the rest know. of the series are, particularly this film that we're talking about today. So leave the memories alone. But it's okay. Our friend over at Timeout, Derek Adams, I send him the times every week. Uh, didn't realize he was quite a reviewer, but okay, he is. He says, turn off your mind, though, and there's some fun to be had for some of the better whiz-bang sequences. Okay, cool. We're ready. I, I'm assuming he said something kind of bad before that because he said, turn off your mind, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I will. I did. <laughs> We lived amongst the Fast and the Furious. We've gone too fast to Furious. We've drifted in Tokyo, baby. And we even finished our little side mission pit stop with Better Luck Tomorrow. And now it's time to get back to business. Like I said, it's new territory for me. It's time to ride or die. It's Fast and Furious. Take me in, O'Connor? Hell no. She's my friend, too. I'm going with you. I ain't coming back. This is where my jurisdiction ends. And this is where mine begins. What's this stop someone from telling them you're a cop? The same thing that's keeping me from telling them why you're really here. has changed. You're right. Dom? 
called it fast and furious. It really did. <laughs> Not even, yeah. Fat, you can't even, I wish they forced the word four into the spelling of furious or yeah. changed a letter into the number four. Fast and furious. <laughs> Fast and furious. That is so close to like furious, which is like not something we want. Um, yeah, fast and furious. Uh. Hire us. We'll yeah. title all your stupid. I'm movies. literally begging. We literally just been injecting too fast, too furious into our veins since I've been mainlining. we were born. Yeah, and uh, we were we were ready for this. We're ready to name all your stupid movies. Let's do this. Stupid <laughs> Fur- like Furious 10 better, you know, the yeah. I and the O. The would, I and the you know, O. They should replace it with one the number zero. 10. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one and zero. Exactly. They yeah. should do it. I mean, at least they it'll look cool. I bet they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> what is F9? Like the, the button I'm supposed to press? The pour one out? Yeah. The homies? F9, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For us to pay respects? We're still paying <laughs> press, respects. Yeah. You know? Yeah, press F. Someone's got to die, you know, yeah. in this film you know fast yeah. nine because like we gotta pay our respects yeah but i got a good idea for furious 10 or fast 10 uh-huh. it should just be called furious with the one and the zero. T- yeah exactly that's it yeah. just not, furious oh, not so even cool. furious 10 it's just furious i'm like they're tired of going fast now they're just <laughs> they're angry just, they're just fucking angry and then they like replace the theatrical release with Nicolas Cage's Drive Angry from 2011 and all will be right with the world. Yeah. Oh, man. See, I watch other car movies. Yeah. Listeners. Yeah. <laughs> what about just Drive? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh my God. Iconic. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Here we go. After the death of his longtime partner on the streets and in the sheets, Letty Ortiz. Yeesh. There we go. Fugitive Dominic Toretto returns to L.A., causing him to reignite his feud with FBI agent Brian O'Connor. But the two are forced to team back up as they seek to take down Letty's murderer and a heroin importer, Arturo Braga, by infiltrating his operation. Sound familiar? Hmm, super familiar, (laughs) second film. (laughs) Our OG white boy, Brian O'Connor, is back, baby! Yeah, here we go. And uh, Mr. Corona and Lime, Dominic Toretto, is back as well. We're ready to do this. he orders an actual Corona in the film. Brilliant. Well, like we said, it's the fourth film in the Fast Mm -hmm. and Furious franchise. Third film chronologically, because we are going back in time. Tokyo Drift up. Here we go. When we last mm-hmm. left off with the Tokyo Drift episode, our boy Han was mm-hmm. killed. And R.I.P. With justice for Han. Quotes around it. Press F nine to pay respects. <laughs> um, How do people pay respects while listening to a podcast? Um, you press the key F nine on your bloody keyboard. That's what you do. What, what if you're using <laughs> your phone? <laughs> just, just tweet us I a bunch of F nines. Yeah. You know. Yeah, go. just tweet us a bunch of F nines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at the PC. I'm gonna get a really unironic um, F9 tattoo someday. (laughs) I've always joked about that. I'm gonna get a super horrible Fast and Furious tattoo someday. (laughs) It's just gonna be F9. (laughs) Yeah. What? Uh, (laughs) When we last left off, though, yeah, our boy Han was killed in a car accident, Mm -hmm. and our new white boy became Drift King, 
new white boy got a surprise race after, and it turned out to be a wacky cameo. Basically, mm-hmm. this person only did it just so that he can get the film rights to the Riddick series, if you remember. Uh, mm-hmm. From Vin Diesel was Dominic Toretto, who mentioned he knew Han. And he proves it here, ladies. He proves it. <laughs> so now we got to turn back the clock to see exactly what he meant. But before mm-hmm. we kick in the Nas for this episode, you know, because we got to press it at least once. It happened at least yeah. once in this film. Uh, Contractually obligated yeah, to. Even though it was too soon. Um, <laughs> Not fast or furious enough, yeah. some might say. Uh, we've got to talk about this little 20 minute short film directed by Vin Diesel. Oh, oh it's yeah. another like mini side mission within an episode. Yeah. On the main timeline this past week, we were talking about Inception. Oh my God, it's an Inception of this episode. It's Los Bandoleros. I don't know if there's a trailer for it. It might play. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see once. Yeah. Future John, make it out. (laughs) This uh, short film was released as a never before seen extra on the DVD and Blu-ray release of Fast and Furious and as a free download on iTunes when the home release came out. Uh, It is set in the Dominican Republic where Dominic Toretto is now hiding out. There is a gas crisis on the island and the corporations are withholding oil and electric cars that people could buy in the place of gasoline vehicles uh, to drive up the prices and just basically put a stranglehold on the entire island. Sounds nice like one, just the world. Uh, yeah, it's the world right now. <laughs> so Dominic Toretto. Yeah, Dominic. Comrade Dom. Domrad. Domrad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's what all Fast and Furious stands to change their names to. Domrad. Oh, but what about the Brian folks? Okay, we're we're on something today. I love it. I love this vibe. We're ready for it. (laughs) We are huffing the gas they stole. Um, Domrad and his crew, which are yeah, includes a new arrival on the island, Han Lu, played by Mm -hmm. Sung Kang. They break out Tego Leo out of prison, and they plan the heist to steal the oil. And then a wild letty appears. When she and Dom decide to rekindle their relationship, uh, it feels like this was just basically a postcard for the Dominican Republic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, basically. it's kind of like the Hobbit of the Lord of the Rings yeah. series, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's just sponsored New Zealand's by the, fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's sponsored by the Bureau of Tourism. Yeah. Um, yeah. it definitely just seemed like a good excuse to go on vacation because, I mean, awesome. It's not necessary to see. Uh, but it does make a little bit more sense with the whole Han thing because Han just yeah. subtly appears in, you know, Fast and Furious, and there's not much that leads you to know that this was set in previous Before. time. So yeah, <laughs> even even yeah. with this, to be honest, yeah. But you know, whatever. It's uh, it's Justin Lin, and he can kind of yeah. do whatever he wants. He can do to what do he wants. Yeah. yeah. So. That brings us to 2009's Fast and Furious. We see the return of Justin Lin to the director's chair after proving himself yes. worthy in the worst Fast and Furious movie, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Poor dude. Poor fella. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's all good because the gang's all here and Vin mm-hmm. Diesel is taken over as one of the producers alongside you know the series mainstay, Neil Moritz. We said his name a couple of times already. He's still here. Chris Morgan yep. would also return to pin the screenplay 
yeah. though actually David Ayer, did you know this uh, wrote who who wrote the first film did some uncredited rewrites. Ooh. Hmm. That's nice probably one. why it just feels like the same movie over again. But it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We're good. That's what we came here for. The <laughs> film was announced in July 2007 and it began to film in 2008. So it was like what a year or so w- within the year after Tokyo Drift. Yeah, I couldn't really figure out like where they were going with this. I think literally though, when you get into four, you start to see where they where were the going. Rest. Like they yeah. they were like with Tokyo Drift. I like I've said in the last couple of episodes, I still didn't think that they really knew what they were doing. Tokyo Drift feels yeah, like for sure. it's a complete like, hey, another sequel to a very popular film just to make some yeah. fucking money. Uh, we do a little bit of world building, but it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. This is just like, oh, we're doing the same trick, but in Tokyo, cool. Introduce new cars and a new style of racing. It seems like, oh, cool, something new. And it's fun. Like, to be honest, I've thought about Tokyo Drift more and more since we did the episode mm-hmm. and I watched it. And it's, it's, it is fun. Like, it's just a it's, silly, it's a fun lot of film. fun, yeah. But, like, it still feels like it was this sequel like an afterthought yeah what you could see with this that they were like all right here we go and i don't know like what really made them decide they really wanted to go ahead and do it because vin diesel actually apparently wanted to shoot fast four and fast five back to back back to back what an what the studio was like well (laughs) hold on there let's see how this <laughs> Dom Rad, let's Dom wait and see how much money this will make. Yeah. And then he's like, I will grab my wrench and hammer um and <laughs> protest it. But um no, it it's it's funny fast four because it's one of those things where if you it's they really said if you paid attention in the first film, you're gonna like this one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's they have a lot of like callbacks and mm-hmm. stuff to things that I think people would usually I think the general public would forget about these yeah, films. Yeah, definitely. Like a lot of really, and then that sort of becomes a recurring thing throughout all the films um, from here on out, which is something you can sort of appreciate as well. But it's yeah, it's kind of funny that they were like, oh, let's fix it on this detail about these two, this like their relationship or something. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. There's a few like subtle lines thrown here and there where like yeah you know like braga was sort of like uh oh you know well sorry spoiler it wasn't braga it was what's his name castro or costas campos campos yeah campos ramon campos uh yeah campos was like oh yeah you know braga needs men who could uh drive like this blah 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 none of those like street racing like you know uh you know Basically, punks is kind of what he was saying. And then, it, you know, it was just whatever he said. It was like almost exactly the same sort of relationship that Vin Diesel and Paul Walker had yeah, in the first crazy. film. And they make this, yeah. you know, like, hey, <laughs> that's kind of how we met. Sort of like look <laughs> to each other. Wink, wink. <laughs> and then Vin Diesel in his in his ever so low um, voice just goes, he used to date my sister. <laughs> it's just like, yes, oh. he did, sir. Yes, he did. Um, oh, man. But yeah. Did a lot more than that. He broke her Did heart. Did a little more than that. <laughs> no, Brian, you dickhead. Dick. Uh, 
All right. Justice for Mia. Vin Diesel is back as Dominic Toretto. The film picks up where Los Bandoleros left off. Uh, Fuck out of here, car racing scene. We've got Mm -hmm. a heist movie now because we open up. There's no racing scene. Dominic Toretto and his crew are stealing the oil from the oil tanker in the Dominican Republic. This is like the heist they were planning in Los Bandoleros. Like I said, you don't need to watch Los Bandoleros. You kind of get the gist that they're like, yeah. oh, they're just stealing something. But you, it's kind of yeah. nice to have context of what they were stealing after watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about 20 minutes and you can find it. I'm pretty sure someone has it on YouTube, but it's definitely I'm on Vimeo. pretty sure it's on YouTube, yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty wild scene. To be honest, if I don't get that cool like car race scene to open up the film like most of the films have had so far, I am totally down for like a really fun like heist build up. It was for sure. super, super fun. For sure. And it's like a callback to what they were doing in the first one as yeah, well. Just being like, okay, so. let's get all our little cars in this really long truck thing <laughs> and let's go ape shit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's great. I love I love when it's like the shot of Han and his truck just goes wow. And yeah. you're like, oh, <laughs> he's here. Yeah. Yay. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got so hyped up. I'm telling you, Aaron, yeah. I got so fucking hyped yeah. up. I was like... I know, I'm sorry I let you down. Yeah. I couldn't tell you anything. I'm so disappointed. But we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, like this is a crazy scene when the truck flips and the one like loose tank just like blows up and it starts Barrels, bouncing yeah. down the hill. And Dom is just yeah. standing, like sitting there, and Letty's in the car, yeah. and you just know he's gonna, he's just gonna go, and he does. He's gonna and go, and like, he makes yeah. it. Of course, he drives does, under but then, it. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's literally Letty watching him, just being like, Dom, yeah, Dom, Dom, <laughs> stop <laughs> it. This is like, the first of many instances wherein Dominic Toretto becomes invincible. Like, yeah, this dude cannot die. <laughs> Did you say um, invincible or in Vin Diesel? <laughs> in, in, in Vin Diesel, um, which is the name of the episode. Um, in Vin Diesel, comrade <laughs> played by Domrad Vin Diesel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. What are we down. on today? I don't know, but I love it. But yeah, after the heist, Dominic fucks off to Panama. Um, yep. I'll get to the reason why in a minute because there's mm-hmm. other people involved in that decision mm-hmm. and why he goes. Um, but as you can tell, I mean, we're picking up pretty much after uh, the first film. This is, you know, the second film isn't redundant at this point, but yeah. it kind of doesn't matter. Like, you could easily skip the second film. Yeah. It's like, this is what Brian was doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. You could, to be honest, I think almost they were thinking that, you know, I know they like to say this whole like, and they've corrected it with the weird timeline sort of thing, but I'm pretty sure in my own head, Cannon, when they made this film, they were like, fuck Tokyo Drift. That film doesn't exist. Yeah, we were like, Han's cool. Retcon Han. that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like X Men Origins, watch and learn. Yeah. Um, they keep retconning yeah. everything. It's great. Uh, because I've been spoiled by so many things so far by the trailers as well. Because I mean, come on, they just Poor put guy. everything. In yeah, trailers. they give it all away. You know, it's it's okay, whatever. Um, what but yeah, he he fucks off to Panama and uh-huh. gets a phone call. We'll get to that in a minute. But we got our boy 
the original OG white boy. He's back. It's Brian O'Connor, mm-hmm. Paul Walker. He's, he's here. He's fed now. Yeah, he's back working with the FBI. What happened to him and Roman? Like, the last time we saw him, like I said, I they, they almost kind of making it like an afterthought the second film as well. Bit redundant, yeah. but last time we saw him, he and Roman were like just like barely getting out of there without having to like, you know, get a lot of shit for just blowing up a lot of stuff and causing a lot of issues. Yeah. They took down Carter Verone and whatever operation he was doing, we were really confused. I don't know. Uh, we don't know uh, what Carter Verone does still to this day. I don't believe he was a yeah. drug dealer because that's yeah. it's too much effort. It's too much effort. And, He's not uh, very organized. That'll come back up in a minute as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, what happened to Brian and Roman though? They they left. They had a stack of money, and they were like, ha 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 ha. And then Brian does the same thing again. He ditches his friend and yeah. becomes a fucking pig again. Ah, <sighs> so he's <sighs> also ditched people. the Dickies and the Converse for mm-hmm, pretty for a suit. sweet suit. And uh, mm. also, when he's not in a suit, he's wearing he's he's getting in he's there wearing the dad shitty clothes. Boy clothes. <laughs> the yeah. dad clothes. I was like, sir. Yeah. You better roll up those sleeves, otherwise we mm. are not watching this film. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's hell yeah, Brian. I feel like gets the short end of the wardrobe stick every single film. Yeah, at least it's like, something to write home about. But this one is just like, guy, oh, he's in a suit. Yeah, nah. I was like, oh yeah, he's a new, he's a new job. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, he has to wear a suit. This is a funeral. He's also but, ditched know? the blonde hair. He is now yeah. a brown head. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to he's, feel about brunette. Brian he's O'Connor a yet? Lead brunette, you know, like he's yeah, th- that dirty blonde look. Oh, dirty I'm blonde. still here for it. I'm always here for it as long as he'll never lose those baby blues. True. Me. All right. Well, the screenwriters actually originally wanted Paul Walker's character. Uh, you know, last time we saw him, uh, letting Vin Diesel's character escape police at the end of the first movie, mm-hmm. they wanted him to be a convict locked up in jail. So I don't know if that meant they kind of were like, fuck the second movie as well. Because, uh, I mean, they did the thing with Fast and Furious. It was like, hey, we're doing a fucking little reboot here. It's a bit of a soft reboot where we are introducing you to the series all over again, but with the original mm-hmm. characters. But we're kind of like doing a thing. Let us let us do a thing. Um, so I don't know if that was their idea. But yeah, his introductory like foot chase sequence was going to be a jailbreak before subsequent drafts of the screenplay change it to him being reformed FBI agent mm-hmm. Brian O'Connor again, as you see in the final film. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, that would have been fine. I don't really care, I guess. But yeah. it, it does work it just, yeah. a little bit better with like the end. And, it, you know, I see it like, obviously they tried to do the whole thing with the last film. He's like on the run, but he helps out and he obviously still wants to be a good guy. Uh, And he tries and it's like, oh, he tries in this film, but it doesn't go his way. And he obviously likes to live on the wild side. You know, he's got that streak in him where he wants to like, I don't know, let loose, steal some cars. I don't know. Go crazy. I think, yeah, he really sort of fell into that lifestyle. But also he's like, oh, I would rather be a guy that's doing the right thing, but friends with the right people, like people that are good for him or 
however he sees it, rather than being a stuck-up suit and having to deal with those people at the office that he has to... He walks into work and beats up a co-worker. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First thing he does when he walks in, I'm just like, bro, like you, you need to get out of this rat race, <laughs> yeah. um, Brian. You race cars, not rats or pigs yeah. at this, in this case. So funny. But, um, yeah, it's, it's well, I, poor dude. I kind of love, like, when they were setting up the whole thing of like uh, they needed like what it was like, all right, so Brian took down that guy and he got himself in like an in into like a race meet or whatever so that he can like, um, yeah, not, I'm not talking about Dwight, but you know, he took down the other guy to find out where this whole race thing was going on. And they're like, all right, cool. Now, Brian, you're up. And he was just yeah. like, it's like, yeah, yeah, let me go look at pictures at the impound lot. Like street racing is like everything in this universe. Like, yeah, every, it's the end it all and be all of needs. all like of all crime. Everything can yeah. be solved or uh, started through street yeah. racing. It's like that's like, all you need in life is just. Yeah. Fuck, you need some drugs about to be honor. smuggled street racers. Street race. You need yeah. to take down a drug dealer street racers. Yeah. Put street <laughs> racers on your CVs today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You'll get, get into you any places. You will any get job. into anything. I will. I'm going to do it. I any will college. Do it. I have yeah. done it. Yeah. For, <laughs> here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Things to put on your college application. Yeah. Street racing. Yeah. I heard that um, uh, Harvard like was trying to you know, buff out their representation yeah. and they were like, mm, we don't have enough let's street, get some street racers, racers today. Racers, so yeah. let's get in this year. Yeah. <laughs> Another big return is Michelle Rodriguez is Letty Ortiz. Yes. I've already kind of said that, but yeah, uh, she's back. She helps Dominic with the heist at the beginning in the Dominican Republic, but he mm-hmm. leaves her because he doesn't want her to be around if he gets caught by the police because the heat is on, baby. Uh, so as Han said, she goes back to LA and dies. Yeah. Uh, it's later revealed that she'd been working undercover for Brian to infiltrate Raga's operation to clear Dominic's record. What? Yeah. Like, I I was kind of confused by this whole thing because mm-hmm. this this is like. This film, like, I overall really enjoyed it, to be honest. We haven't really talked about that. I did really enjoy it. It was pretty fun. But uh, I, at times, and we'll get to it, like, same thing that happened in the second film and a little bit in the third film. It was sort of like, what's going on with some of these, like, characters and storylines, like, plot points? How does the law work (laughs) in this universe so you can go undercover to clear somebody else's record? Yeah, cool. like what? <laughs> and also, how is she so deep in that she was there working under Braga and gets killed by one of his guys in a whole like deep thing? But, but doesn't that get still... explained later? Yeah, it does. But Brian still didn't know at the point oh, where we she... see Brian, okay. like mm-hmm. he didn't seem to know who any of these people were. Like he was trying to figure out how to get to Braga, and she supposedly and like, put she was working with him. Yeah, supposedly but, she but, was working with him when it was already there. So what's going yeah. on? <laughs> I don't know. I think 
they didn't I think, think once she once she uh, died um so to speak <laughs> Brian lost access to Braga and he was like okay now I gotta figure this out all over again and I'm like dude didn't okay. you gather any intel beforehand are you, are you like a really bad cop like not even you're bad retconning. cop as in you're playing Stop bad it, cop Arian. you're an idiot like <laughs> Arian, you I'm are retconning, retconning this retcon <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. no, it's that thing of like, why does Braga have a thing for killing his drivers, you idiot? Like, what a waste yeah. of human resources. <laughs> um, again, okay, right. Um, fast and furious drug dealers are not the most efficient people, I think, in terms of managing yeah. their own resources. I think it's a bit silly. Um, but I guess that's why they don't get caught, because they, they just live to confuse other people, including their yeah. own people. <laughs> And um, all the viewers. <laughs> and all the viewers, yeah. So, so yeah, it's a bit mad. But, um, yes, so that's what happens. Yeah. Teddy has been undercover for Brian, which is mm-hmm. later revealed in a very impassioned um, cry by Paul Walker whilst he gets kicked on in the stomach. He's being like, she, she did it for you. She <laughs> just wanted you home, Dom. And <laughs> he gets despite- thrown into a shell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, despite having uh the cast reunited it was great seeing michelle rodriguez back uh yeah. jordana brewster's jordana back Brewster. as mia sure. uh mm. michelle rodriguez does not share any scenes with paul walker or jordana brewster uh, brewster mm. since uh letty dies pretty early on uh it's funny because she's like on the posters she's heavily featured in the trailer but nope Take her out of the film yeah. in the first like yeah. ten minutes, uh, mm. fifteen minutes. She's gone, like Loki and in Infinity. Yeah, War. and you never see her again. And uh, <laughs> the thing that's really funny: this uh, continues the streak, though, of Letty and Brian literally saying nothing to each other in these films, which is hilarious. When <laughs> Brian, as you mentioned in that scene, he's fighting yeah. with Dominic, and he's like, "Letty was my friend too." fuck off it's like, like you never, talk never to talked to her <laughs> like you've yeah. had one exchange with her in the first film <laughs> yeah they have unseen exchanges that we're meant to believe and i was like yeah. all right like what's her what's her favorite color brian tell us <laughs> tell us sir i like if to you, believe if, if she's really your friend yeah uh, <laughs> i mean like letty michelle rodriguez letty either one you want to talk about their badasses and yeah, i just kind of feel like if brian turned up she would just kick like Letty would just kick his ass, you know. I'd- yes, <laughs> he like I feel like she would be pretty upset at him. Yeah, from the events of the first film, definitely. I just but I what? If, oh, I just had a thought that was quite silly. But what if the second film happened before the first one? But we know that's not canon. <laughs> but like, but that would explain like that, that would like explain like why is Brian like this now? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it wouldn't explain that. But never mind. Anyway. So when Dom, which I f- oh, fucking love this so much, uh, he visits Letty's grave. I legit yeah. laughed out loud at this scene because the way it was shot, it was just something yeah. about it. He was not looking at the grave <laughs> nor the middle distance. He was looking. Yeah. I don't know what his eyeline was looking at. The ghost yeah. of Letty Ortiz, perhaps. I don't it was know. so funny. It but, was so funny. Yeah, the headstone, though, you see it and it says yeah. Letitia Ortiz on it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wrote this down just because this was kind of funny. Apparently, this caused a lot of amusement in Spain because Mm. Leticia Ortiz, spelled with a Z instead of a C in Leticia, Mm -hmm. was a journalist who, in 2004, married the Prince of Spain, Felipe, 
Mm-hmm. And now the two are the king and queen of Spain. So when they saw oh. this, they just thought it was hilarious because like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme. Um, yeah. Here we go. This is what we all came for. He, he's like, mm-hmm. we've been so hyped. I was like, yeah, we did a whole side mission just to talk about him because he was so cool in Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. And I, I joined, you know, the the gang. I'm a stand for Han this Hive. man now, the Han Hive. And uh, yeah, so Sung Kang, he is here. Han Lu, he helped, you know, with the heist at the beginning. But yes. like Letty, he was told by Vin Diesel that he shouldn't stick around due to the heat being on. And he was like, I hear Tokyo has some wild stuff going on. And then hey. we never see him again. Yep. <sighs> oh, Han. Pour one out. Give us our F9s. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> press, press your F9s now. Pay your respect. Oh, man. What um, what was this all about? It was bad enough. Like, the Roman's yeah. not in this. I thought he, for some reason. Oh, I thought but Roman, Roman will was, be in these forever, yeah. John. Don't even go there yet. I just thought <laughs> he was here. I thought the gang was literally all getting together. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know. Yeah. Still, we still gotta fucking wait for one more. We're, we're so close, John. So close. Like, Fast Five. Like Avengers Assemble. Those are my Avengers. For but sure. You you said something about this in mm-hmm. our Better Luck Tomorrow episode, and I held mm-hmm. my tongue because I just like didn't want to like spoil it because I knew it was coming up in this episode. So mm-hmm. Justin Lin said in an audio commentary that Han's constant need to occupy his yeah. hands in the Fast and Furious films is due to him being a former smoker, which we see him doing so much in Better Luck Tomorrow. So confirmed theory, Ariane, that he was a smoker and now he is not a smoker because he saw some shit. I don't know. Maybe smoking didn't cool him down too much and now he's got to eat all this snacks. So now we know he was eating those little, those little, what what were they? Um, He just eats whatever. I don't know. Yeah, those weird little Weird little yeah. cracker things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. I'm here for it. I love I love Han. I wish he was in the uh, film more. Uh, it's very sad that that was it. But, you know, that's all. That's what that's it all. is. Yeah. That's all. And um, anyway. it sucks. Next, we also have uh, the Puerto Rican singers, Tego Calderon and Don Omar. Uh, mm-hmm. who feature as Leo and Santos, respectively, members of the Oil Heist team, both in Los Bandoleros as well. They do some music for this film. We'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, Jordana Brewster's back as Mia Toretto. Until the very end of the film, she's just kind of there. She's just yeah. there. Like She she gives a call to, to Dom to tell him that Letty passed. She and then cries she's, a bit. Yeah, she cries a bit. She gets pissed at Brian. She's yeah. moody. And then she just relents, and there's this weird, like, sort of passionate makeout scene. They might have, really have done weird. more. I don't know. Really weird because straight after that scene, <laughs> she like says goodbye to Dom or whatever. Like, but it's it's wild. It's wild. Like, yeah. Brian, Miss Mia. Yeah. Uh, Brian just kind of like, you know, standing there like. <laughs> I was like, yep. And we're back. Um, Dom's yeah. just like you, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> he used to and now I and now sister. he has to work with him. Like, what do you? <laughs> that's so weird. He still hates um, him. Yeah, 
hates him even more, if anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mia does something really cool at the end, which she yeah. continues to do for a bit. Um, but yeah. All right. So the big baddie in the film is John Ortiz. Mm-hmm. At first, he plays Ramon Campos, Campos who is yeah. uh, the, the, the num- secondary yeah, Braga's guy. number two. Yeah. Braga's number two. But it's <laughs> later revealed that he's actually Arturo Braga. And uh, Plot twist. You know, it was something I kind of saw immediately when they brought that yeah. old man out. I was just like, "This isn't Braga. That's that was him, him the whole time." Yeah. <laughs> and then they had they had you know our girl back at the FBI be like, "Oh God, oh no!" <laughs> when when the fingerprints matched up, which yeah. I thought was really ridiculous because they made such an effort to emphasize that. Um, so now Brian has to Brian has sent his colleague to match all these fingerprints, um, like manually or individually or whatever (laughs) like they made such a huge deal out of how slow the process was going to be so they can time that exact reveal correctly and i was just like i see what you did there chris morgan i see you i see you i I write too i get you um no it's ridiculous it's ridiculous but um we haven't talked about giselle yet yeah we'll get to her are you getting to that we got her on the list Mm. I, again, Braga, he's a Mexican drug lord who recruits street racers to smuggle heroin across the U.S.-Mexico border. Apparently the most efficient way yeah, to I smuggle mean, Again, like, what, what is it with street racers being the bottom of all the craziest drug smuggling? I mean, I know they do. I know, but I mean, it's like Smokey and the Bandit with, but with <laughs> heroin. I mean, it's crazy, these films. It's because they're uh, fast. And again, like Carter Verone, I was a bit yeah. confused as to what was as going what, on with this guy. Yeah. At least you saw the drugs. Like, at yeah, least you, oh, okay, true. they're moving drugs instead of yeah. the whole Carter Verone thing of like, you need them to drive what? And for which? Yeah. Uh-huh. For your cigar that you left in the glove compartment as a test? Oh, okay. But they, they do so much Useful. like with yeah. Dom and it's too Brian much work, yeah. and Letty that like you, this part of the story just took a back seat it was like mm-hmm. again it, that whole thing you have i don't know maybe it's like paul walker's like he is really fucking enigmatic like when you see him on the screen you're kind of like watching yeah. him and like i was zoned out again like when they're explaining yeah. this whole thing and like they have they did it again the same thing they did in the second film where they put everything up on the screen behind the boss and he's explaining yeah. the whole rundown of what's going on and i was just like after it was over I i'm was not like, but yeah what? <laughs> what I was not paying attention and neither were your agents. So, yeah. So, and I was like, sorry uh, about that. it's drugs. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I was like, prob- okay, it's probably drugs. drugs and you got to drive. Cool. <laughs> probably. Probably. It's like, what are, what are we moving? I cannot tell you yeah. why. I don't know. Um, which is what yeah. all the films are. Yeah. So but. it turns out Braga's actual number two was Lazalonzo <laughs> as Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It turns out he is the one who actually did kill Letty. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun little exchange with him and Vin Diesel. Uh, at the end, Vin Diesel basically just trying to kick his ass. Um, Runs blows, him over, more like. Blows <laughs> up his car. It's pretty good. But yeah, this film, as you said, you mm-hmm. you wanted me to get to it, introduces mm-hmm. Gal Gadot as Giselle Yashar, the liaison for Braga. I don't know. Why do you like, need this many again, people in your drug cartel? They, why? They, and why do they why? keep doing these, like, you know, using these really amazing women 
as these like mm-hmm. weird like liaison characters that I'm not really sure. But also what, what doubles they do. up as love interest for <laughs> yeah. Dom. And yeah, I'm like, it's either Dom or Brian. It's like, what? I said, girl, have you seen yourself? <laughs> like, <laughs> have you? Huh? I was like, no, Wonder Woman, no. It's her first film role. Um, wow, which is crazy. Apparently, it is. Um, and yeah, she ends up helping Dom and Brian because she nearly gets run over by Phoenix, and Dom saves her, and she has a hots for Dom, and she's like, "Hold me, my Domrad," and uh, he was like, <laughs> "Nah, you ain't." like the girl that I like because I like my girls like this. And she's like, yeah, that doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> and she <laughs> was like, scene, yeah, that seems so fucking funny. It's so like funny. It's so with, inspiring uh, as well. Grease under the nails. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not that bitch. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, have you seen me in a Wonder Woman outfit? Jesus. Dog. Yeah. Literally the whole thing is like, have you seen her? Like girl, please uh, <laughs> but yeah she wore she wore so many hoop earrings yeah. and i was so proud of her it was, it's yeah they were major um i was i wish giselle wore more hoop earrings throughout the rest of the franchise um but you know she was yeah. i liked her i liked her um, yeah she was that was like fun. cool girl aloof sort of i you know i know how everything works t- type of thing but at the same time yeah like i wish she wasn't just you know reduced to uh random badass or random yeah. love interest um, well yeah i mean she sticks around i like i she know does. that so we'll mm-hmm. see where she evolves no spoilers please ari this is yeah, all no new for me. i have no, no idea what's gonna happen next yeah. uh actually i do kind of yeah. because the internet fucking ruins everything um yeah man but you know i know that you can easily take that woman in your picture and your background out and replace her with giselle and it would uh it would work with what I've read. Um, am I right or wrong? No comment. <laughs> All right. Let's yeah. uh, see who else is rounding out this cast. We're almost done with the cast here. Shay Wiggum plays Brian's snarky colleague, Michael Stasiak. Uh, oh, yeah. He's gets jacked in the face, but Brian pretty- is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read also that he comes back later. Uh, there's he, Yeah, he does. Liza or Elisa Lapira, who plays Sophie Trin, who is the FBI agent who you mentioned yep. was working with Brian to find out the fingerprints and stuff. She's yeah. pretty fun. I mean, she it's kind fun. of like just like a nice sort of side character who's just like yeah. nice to Brian and the FBI, uh, whereas everybody else. Brian's only friend in the <laughs> FBI. <laughs> no one else can stand him. Uh, <laughs> Jack Connolly, who features as Penning, he's Brian's boss. You got Ron uh, Ewan, who plays David Park, a scout for the street racers for Braga. That's who I was trying to remember earlier. Um, Greg Sipes, <laughs> Neil Brown Jr., and Brandon T. Jackson. Uh, yeah, played, the other drivers. Yeah. yeah, they play Dwight Muller, Malik Herzon, and Alex, respectively, on Bra- Braga's street racing team. But Dwight, okay, I... Absolutely, I have him in my background basically yeah. because it was really fucking funny. Uh, this character is so person. weird. Uh, he calls Brian something like a nutsack or something, which was really <laughs> hilarious. And he's got a voice that kind of sounds like, yeah, you nutsack, you nutsack. <laughs> She's looking at nutsack. He's very yeehaw. Um, yeah. The yeehaw agenda was alive and well. Yeah, and he was like, um, I told you muscles better than import. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's the whole 
debate yeah. throughout this the rest of the franchise that yeah. Brian is an imports guy and Dom is a muscle an American head. muscle guy and Man. they shouldn't be best friends or brothers, yet here we are. I mean, um, it fits as well because like that's fits, almost yeah. kind of the discussion the kind of we person. had in Tokyo yeah. Drift episode yeah. where I was like, yeah. ah, I kind of like the old muscle yeah, like, cars. They, and I was like, cool. nah, I'm an <laughs> import, therefore <laughs> yeah. I love imports. Um. <laughs> uh, Dwight loves feet, you know? He's a, he's a part of okay, that. Okay, Tarantino. Tarantino Feet Lovers Club. Okay, so Feet Lovers Club sounds like a pizza. Feet Lovers <laughs> Supreme. Um. I would have literally left this alone though. Like the whole Dwight thing, it was funny. Mm-hmm. He's a very non-character. He never comes back in the whole series. Brian he does this funny thing fucked. where he just yeah, he just yeah. like drops heroin off on him, and then it's like I'll never stick. <laughs> I know, but it's like what? Oh, okay, that we guy. Never see this. That guy. <laughs> I was about to bring this up. That guy. That's like you know that'll never stick, right? That's Derek from Better Luck Tomorrow. Oh really? Yeah. Shit, dude. Okay. Yeah. God, he's yeah, Justin Lin. Roger. He's Fine, always yeah. Just, yeah. Fucking Justin Lin. He's just always got those guys. <laughs> yeah. They're they're his oh, guys. Man. That's his pesci. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh <laughs> Sun Kang is his De Niro. Or? His De Niro. Roger Fan is his pesci. Well, who's Jason Tobin then? Who's like Jason Tobin he, um, was the friend in Tokyo Drift. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, who is yeah. he to? Uh, he's Virgil. Oh, to, he's, uh, Justin Lin. Is he like his? Who does Scorsese work with other than? I mean, he team? works with De Niro. I'm sorry, De Niro and DiCaprio these days. DiCaprio, but like, DiCaprio? he's not quite as DiCaprio because he's not leading no. anything. You know? Yeah. Who's another guy that huh. appears a lot? Oh, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel, there we He's go. He's his Harvey yeah. Keitel. Yeah, Jason Tobin is 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 Justin Lin's Harvey Keitel. Yeah, yeah I okay. like that. I like that. We got we got the whole crew. Oh, yeah. All right, well that's good to know. Yeah. But did you know who Dwight is, and the reason why I decided to no, bring I'm this whole thing in? All right, so Dwight's played by Greg Sipes. Greg Sipes is mainly a voice actor. He has not done a film since this film, but he is mainly a voice actor, and he's known for doing Beast Boy. <laughs> oh my god in the teen titans in teen titans <gasps> and the only reason why this is further like i've I even went down this road was because this whole entire summer and it's purely for my wife julia to just laugh yeah. at but this whole entire summer my wife and i had been singing the stupid song that greg sipe sings as beast boy from teen titans uh, about pyramid scheme money. It's like mummy money, pyramid scheme money. And it's just like all about his money. And, um, his, and the only reason why we're singing it is because our little nephew became obsessed with Teen Titans early on this summer. And we got sent a video of him singing the song. <laughs> Give me some money, the pyramid money, money. I need some money, the pyramid scheme money. And it's just like my little nephew's singing about pyramid schemes. And then I looked it up and I figured out what it was. And it's just like song of the summer. Like, yeah, banger. Is that <laughs> from out, Teen Titans? Move out of the way. Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay. I, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what my nephew watches. It's just, I know he loves that. He's he just, he's just vibing. Yeah. yeah. Fucking funny that song though. You should, you should I'll, watch I'll it. it you yeah. you it'll get stuck in your goddamn head. So Ron Yoon, who plays uh, David Park, he suffers from vertigo, and for the scene where David Park is hanging out oh, of the window, no. the reactions of his face are completely natural. 
And Justin Lin actually said in a commentary that uh, he really wanted to get this scene done since they were losing natural lighting. And he jokingly threatened to hang Ron himself if he didn't get the shot right away. (laughs) Dude. Jesus, man. That's dangerous. I have... have vertigo. That's not cool. That's yeah, not fun at all. Hanging upside down on the window. That's like, no, that's a really that's wild weird. scene altogether. Just like, <laughs> this poor guy. Dom just oh. like manhandles like two dudes in a row leading up to that scene because he like beats the shit out of like the, um or like, you know, just grabs that dude who's like uh the mechanic who like, yeah tells him about david park yeah, it's like how dare you come here and then yeah goes out. yeah it was I really fu- about that scene yeah it was really funny though like because between we watched um los bandoleros and then uh fast and furious right after it and mm-hmm. between like the first five minutes of los bandoleros and between the first like i don't know 20 minutes of this film there was so many scenes of like people sliding out from under cars <laughs> vibes <laughs> it's like simply cool, vibes yeah. <laughs> can't wait to be doing that yeah. skateboard and everything yeah anyway uh on top of regular ca- actor casting calls uh director justin lynn returning from tokyo drift held open casting calls for cars to potentially appear in the film as well hmm. they would uh post a meetup place for people to bring their cars and the filmmakers would select drivers and cars for uh, background sequences is needed now in the last couple of episodes i've kind of gone in a little bit more into cars and stuff but i, I just can't with this like you can't none of them really stand out yeah nothing's really stands out it's things kind of change a little bit it's more about like the heist there's very little nods there's one nods thing uh that happens and then like uh nods becomes a bit of a plot point like at the end mm. uh yeah. but you know, around 240 cars were built specifically for the film. Uh, we see the return of the red and black 1970 Chevrolet Chevelle SS that Dom is driving at the post credit scene from mm-hmm. the first movie when he's in Baja, Mexico. And I literally, like, had no idea about this scene. <laughs> like, Me neither. I'm doing a terrible job of covering this series because i'm trying to be thorough but man i did not know about it until i was doing the research for this film and then like i uh yeah popped on that shit on youtube and i was like okay there was a post-credit scene in the first film so yeah we're retconning as well uh (laughs) tom uh you see that when dom is in prep for the braga audition race and then uh he sands the car down and paints it gray uh so yeah we did get a good race yeah you know at least one good film, you know, one good race, yeah. you know, in the one, film. One good race where Brian just absolutely eats it. And yeah. Like, he gets But he won a, He would have won, man. He he I almost won. had you. If it for you. Yeah, if it weren't for you meddling kids. Yeah. Um, I really cetera, wish Domrad would have been like, hey, Brian, what did I tell you? It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he should have said it. Come on, you gotta drop yeah, it. Brian for fucking forgot. Yeah. You know, he's just complaining. Yeah. He's just a little little bitch complaining. Brian's a little baby. But then that, that's also like a nice thing of um you can clearly see that Brian cares more about racing than he does doing his job. <laughs> he also cares more about like people not cheating in racing races, yeah. even though he's like gone completely off course. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why you're the cop. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. 
Brian's um, like the yeah. racer who like makes sure no one's like looking and then he just like takes like a shortcut <laughs> just to end up at the finish line. But then but then yeah. would complain if other people do that thing, like do the exact same thing yeah. that he did. Yeah. Hey, did he cheat it? Hey. Oh. Like, hey, he cheated. It's like it's I pretend not to see it if it was me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Dom later blows up the aforementioned Chevelle mm-hmm. uh with some Along with, like yeah, and, other cars. Yeah, so many cars. <laughs> other people's cars. To distract Phoenix basically to kind of mm-hmm. help beat him down to avenge Letty. Uh it's a pretty funny montage of Brian and Dom prepping their cars at one point. Yeah. Uh, there was so much product placement at this point that I thought it was commercial yeah. for Castrol GTX. Nobody's tougher on motor oil than a police force. The extreme stress and searing heat generated by their hard driving can break down an oil in no time. That's why hard-working police forces use Castrol GTX, the first leading 10W30 to meet the tougher volatility requirements targeted for the new millennium. Because some people have more important things to worry about. Castro GTX. Drive hard. I love a good montage. Yeah, great. I love a good I love a good product placement montage. Which yeah. I think something that's low key something Justin and is really good at because on community they do that quite a lot. And I've seen him do it in the episodes that he's directed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so contrary to popular belief, there was no fully CGI cars in the smuggling sequences. This was probably one of the Whoa. cooler cooler sequences in the film. But like Peter Travers said, it is pretty fucking all over the place and it's kind of hard yeah, to like really know what's going on at sometimes. Yeah. Uh, at one point, I thought literally Dom was like ahead of Brian, but he wasn't. And then at another point, I thought Dom crashed, but he didn't. And then at another yeah. point, I thought uh, Phoenix How are had there crashed so many and cars he didn't. in that yeah. tunnel? It no, was so like weird. I thought it was just the three of them, and then I think it's towards the end where Brian's chasing Phoenix, but or Brian is with Braga and is being chased by Phoenix, and then um, Dom has like three, four, five cars that are on his tail or that he has to crash into. Or I just there were too many, yeah, too many cars, <laughs> too many, and I was like, how did you fit these tunnels in this border? Yeah. Um, yeah. The tunnels were pretty wild, but they were actually inspired by real-life smuggling tunnels used mm-hmm. by drug cartels in uh, Guanajuato, Mexico. Yeah. Uh, the, the production actually built out sparse areas to stand in for the tunnels. Uh, in the large warehouse in San Pedro, ca- uh, California, and blocked out paths for each actual car using uh, orange road cones. Um. And then uh, the dirt walls and pillars of the smuggling tunnels were added with CGI in post-production. So that's how they kind of did that whole thing. But mm. those real cars, they were really driving through. Um, and while the racers are driving through the tunnels, it seems that every actor and actress is sweating. But in reality, all the actors and actresses actually uh, use bottle, like a, a bottle of water to spray themselves spray to create the look. You know, Might have been real cars, but they won't yeah. real sweat. Uh uh-uh. uh, actors my, gotta be comfortable, sir. I want my fucking money back. And those cars <laughs> have air conditioning. And fucking Prince Andrew, this shit, you know, no sweat. Yikes! No sweat. <laughs> so music. All right, we've been yeah. doing this every every time, every episode. Uh, every episode. We do this every episode of every podcast we do. But um, mm. you know, Fast and Furious. It's known for its music, music at is times. A good show. Yeah. 
but this I, I nothing stood out to me. Yeah, Brian Tyler's back to compose the original score, but due to Universal Pictures uh, moving the release date from June the twelfth to April third on him, Tyler actually had three days to record the orchestral uh, score. Wow. Uh, but he did a good job. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. it. You know, there was Got moments the where I remember it was just like, dun, 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 dun. like it just had that, like, all right, we're ready. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. action. He like, cool. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he nails, I feel like actually his addition since the third film has really helped out, uh, yeah, there to be sure. like some extra music that like kind of helps in those weird walls and you don't have to pump in like some really just stupid music like yeah it's it's also of the time as well like it's not the early 2000s or or mid 2000s anymore like we are past that like there's actually it, it you know that that's one thing this film doesn't have a lot of problems with um, which we've talked about a lot in the last few episodes where I'm like, For oh sure. man, the early to mid 2000s, that period after the 90s where things just got wild. There's far less of like the scantily clad women and uh, yeah, sex objects be- sort of things yeah. appearing. Well, like apart from when they were at the club. Yeah, where, true. But I mean, yeah, you know, Brian, Brian was just like club, staring at the these girls. <laughs> I know what. Yeah, like Brian was just staring at these girls making out. And then Dom, um, <laughs> those girls stop when Dom walks yeah. by, which I thought was the funniest thing because Dom does have girls <laughs> on him, sort of. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like Brian is a fly on the wall. Yeah. Nobody sees it, even though he's very pretty. <laughs> but when Dominic Toretto walks in the room, the party don't start till he walks in. Like I don't get it. He's so weird looking. He's, <laughs> he's I don't he's so weird. I was watching um, some behind-the-scenes footage, just like one of those compilations they have on YouTube, like that they found off the DVD, and there were hundreds of fans, uh, or more even, waiting for all of them, especially Vin Diesel, whilst they were filming on location, and I was like, <laughs> you see this with One Direction, sure, but Vin Diesel? Yeah. Like, ne- like, what? It makes zero sense to me. <laughs> But I probably, if I ever saw Vin Diesel, I'd probably act that way as well, to be honest. Yeah. But um, yeah, don't know. <laughs> it's because, yeah, it's the, it's the movie. It's for sure yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Weird. It's really funny. Um, so yeah. the trailers for the film feature the track We Are Rock Stars by Does mm. It Offend You? Yeah. And uh, Travis Barker's remix version of Crank That by Soldier Boy Tell Him. Yeah. Which yeah. neither. Huge neither Soldier Boy here. Need their Need feature in the, in the fucking film. film. Yeah. They're not in the film. They're not on the soundtrack, really. So, uh, yeah. The official soundtrack was produced again by Pharrell Williams, and this time mm-hmm. with the Neptunes. Uh, and it was led by the single Blanco, performed by Mr. Worldwide Pitbull. Oh, yeah. The, that's a memorable <sighs> song. I don't think so. But, uh, no, <laughs> it's the only is... song I can remember because I was like, oh, my God, that's Pitbull. Yeah. Cool. And then I forgot. <laughs> I got to say, so far, this is my least favorite soundtrack. Like, literally. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a non-soundtrack, in my opinion. Yeah. And all the songs just kind of sounded the same. There, literally, there was just too much Pitbull. Like, because when I start Far to read... Much why like like i was reading into the soundtrack and i was like why does it like why did nothing stand out why does everything kind of sound the same it's because pitbull's on every track i'm surprised he wasn't in the film because that seems to be a running trope of this series that uh you get rappers you you gotta have these rappers or musicians being in the films but hey you know 
Tegaleo and Santos did that because uh, Don Omar and Tego uh, Calderon, they had their song Los Bandoleros uh, mm-hmm. in the film, which I heard kind of later becomes a bit of a, a thing that just keeps coming back. Yeah, in, in it's, the films. it's like La Familia. It's the theme to yeah. the series. If not. Yeah. yeah, so that becomes a thing. Uh, but some of the other songs we've got the second single that was released was Crazy by Pitbull and Lil John. Okay! Turn down and, for what exactly? And then there was Bad Girls oh, with Pitbull Robin and Thicke. Robin Thicke. <laughs> what? Uh, it was G-Stro by Busta Rhymes. I do remember there being a song that sounded like Busta Rhymes and then yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that was him. All right. MIA was on it, wasn't she? Yeah, I think she was yeah, in some yeah, song yeah. with Pitbull, I think, again. Uh, it's so just much Pitbull up So in much there. Pitbull. Uh, but there was a pretty cool song that I ended up listening to a little bit later, and I remember it sounded kind of cool in the film. And it was in the chasing scene where Brian was chasing down that guy at the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. It's by this band called TVXQ from South Korea, and it's now called uh, Rising Sun. Uh, it was pretty fun, but it wasn't on the soundtrack. Oh. So. <laughs> uh, wow. all the all the cool songs just aren't on the soundtrack yeah imagine uh, if crank that by soldier boy was in that film I that would have made for it. i'm been, all over it like the middle yeah. schooler in me would have lost yeah. it i i was like i think in my senior year or it was the year after my senior year but when that song came out but i kind of remember it because i still have some friends and they were in high school that were in their senior years and uh i remember going to some like weird function to pick one of them up and there was like all these stupid white kids dancing to yeah. crank that <laughs> I was like, you right. yeah yeah like cool no. that came out uh, when i was in like i just finished primary school or something um yeah. so it was like right on cue it, that's yeah. a you know pivotal that's a pivotal <laughs> piece of music i think yeah um, i mean it's in, fucking, reset, as the kids it's in say. boyhood man like yeah you know it was a piece of like and I hated you know pop boyhood. culture at that time because he had everything. I respect was, that, yeah. A little motherfucker had a Dragon Ball Z pillow, and I was like, "Yes, that was Relatable. me when I was that age. I had yeah. I had that same bed sheet." Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fast and Furious was originally set to be released on June the twelfth, two thousand nine, but like I said, it was moved up to April third, two thousand nine. Instead, it was the first motion enhanced theatrical film to feature D box motion Ooh. feedback technology. And it's selected theaters. And I was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, the seats move. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Oh, my God. That would have been so much fun. Yeah. Uh, the film was met with mixed reviews. And uh, with some people like our hero from the Better Luck Tomorrow episode, mm-hmm. Roger Ebert, mm-hmm. who, you know, he he helped you know, Justin Lin out by saying fuck you to that guy who was screaming at Sundance and yeah. and uh after that like it got rave reviews and then MTV picked it up. It was all great and you thought he was on on his side and then he basically was just like Yeah, this film's pointless. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's my least favorite of the like later franchise, I think. Really? Yeah. yeah, and that's saying something. But I kind of I do have a soft spot for it because it does set up everything else. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you can't really value a film based off just that. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, 
Like, but you know, other people thought it was good. I mean, there's yeah, it's fun. Was, it's right, fun. I know, still quite so. like it. But yeah, no, it's yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Well, regardless of all this, who you know the the critics and all that, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about that money, and the mm-hmm. fans flocked to see it on its Hell first yeah. day of release. The movie grossed thirty point six million dollars, and it peaked at the top spot of the weekend box office with seventy oh. million. $950,500, which what? Uh, more than Tokyo Drift earned in its entire domestic run. Well, yeah. <laughs> no surprise there. And it's open uh, weekend. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm, that's mad. The film ended its theatrical release on the, the 2nd of July in 2009 with a gross just over $155 million in the United Ooh. States and Canada and over $208 million internationally for a worldwide total of over $363 million. Jeez, And then they it, got a fifth movie. Yeah, making it the most successful film of this franchise to the point. Yeah. At the end, though, regardless of his good deeds, to take down Braga, oh. Dominic is sent to prison. Dun, dun, dun. But Brian... Leo, Santos, and Mia. And Mia. Oh, get Mia behind the wheel. Driving up time. to the prison bus. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously going to break Dom out. Holy shit. All right. Ariane, how are we ranking them? We've been ranking these. You said that this is your least favorite of the, uh, the later series so far. Yeah, but I kind of like it a little better than Tokyo Drift. Um, yeah. Just I think because because it's easier for me to follow, <laughs> just based on that alone. True. Um. So I'm gonna give it. I'm. It's, oh, it's hard. It's hard. Like I think it's a tie for me. Mm, well, not really. Yeah. No. Like because I just I'd made the mistake of rewatching five and six today, being like, oh man, four had nothing on those two. Um, <laughs> Um, or the first two, so I think I'm gonna give it. So I think my ranking right now is one, two, four, three, which is the chronological order. Well, not okay. really the chronological order, but like yeah, I think mine is one, two, four, thus three. far. Yeah, yeah it's thus far, thus far. Yeah, not ever, but yeah. like yeah, thus far. All what right. About you? Well, I'm doing similar, close, but switching out the middle. So we're going mm-hmm. one, four. Mm-hmm. Two, three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know. I, 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 I kind of, I felt bad when I was thinking this, but at the same time, like, it, you know, there's elements to Too Fast, Too Furious, let alone the name. Mm, yeah. The name. Perfect. Like, it's perfect. best name in the series. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But I, you know, and also the soundtrack, like, it's better. Like there's yeah. better elements to it. It was like, you know, there's a lot of fun. I, I really missed Roman. Like I was really yeah. hoping he was gonna be in this film. And you yearned for him. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh and Han also was it was a bit of a letdown that he wasn't in the film more. But at the same time, I felt like the overall package, it was like it delivered. I was ready for it. it delivered. Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel was back and it was really fun. Uh we get back to the point. I feel like this series is really like feels like it's going with. Um, yeah. Whereas the second film, it just feels like a sequel. This film feels like we're like breaking new ground. We're gonna we're getting ready to do something, and it, a lot of it had to do with that like big. end scene. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's it's mental. The question is, Zarianne, though, mm-hmm. how much bigger will this go? Oh, God, Jonathan, you have no idea, dude. It's, dude, dude. Ariane, Ariane, what is that smell? Do you smell that man formerly known as The Rock is cooking? Do you smell what he's cooking? He smells like baby oil. Um, But, yes, I do smell what The Rock is cooking. Do you? Are you ready? It's one hell of a movie career, you know, that this man's Dude. been cooking. Yeah. And Hobbs is coming. Oh, Fast man, Five. All right, Ariane. That was it. Fast and Furious. Oof. What a journey. I, I think it's just every time we get through with these, you're just like realizing that it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And this whole damn franchise is about to explode. And I'm just not even ready for next week. It was just like. But at what cost? <laughs> Yeah, I know, because we know where we're going. We know where we're going. And it's just like, you keep feeling like, oh my God. You could tell that they did not know where they were going. (laughs) (laughs) Not one bit. Yeah. We're just like, we we keep like thinking like, oh man, it's going to get bigger and better. Oh my God, holy shit. And then you just kind of get lulled into this sense of security that it's just like a franchise that keeps on pumping out bullshit. And then you just like start to realize like, all right. All right. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know, it's, it's all right. Fine. We're not going to be cool oh. anymore, but we're going to be, we're going to make some money. Uh, we're going to make that money. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we still have a couple of yeah, pretty, pretty cool. damn fun yeah, pretty camp. episodes pretty. on the way. They go ham. So as always, you can follow us at Breadcrumbs Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can learn more about the Breadcrumbs Collective at breadcrumbscollective.com. Feel free to reach out and let us know what you think about the show. Ooh, and like always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Tell a friend. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. Yeah. Let someone know. Do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Phone a friend. You know, Chinese whispers. I don't know. What, what, what's that game called? Is when you whisper into people's ears? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and see if they get it back. Yeah. And then they come back and say, yeah, you should go check out that podcast yeah. called How Did This Get Made? Because no one gets it. <laughs> 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 they do Fast and Furious episodes too. Uh, <laughs> ours, are ours are better. Yeah. Leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out, like we say each and every week. Mm-hmm. We keep growing the show strength by strength because next week it's time to get swole. Next week we will be smelling what The Rock is cooking as we have our final swan song with the heist genre before these street racers become spy racers. It's Fast Five. Dude, I am really upset. At what? You just start thinking about the heist. Like, I love a heist. I love a good heist. I'm really upset. Yeah. I'm really upset that they just totally How do you top that heist, though? How do you top that very specific heist in Fast Five? Yeah. It's so, yeah, we get a a last one. Yeah, before the Avengersification of the Fast and Furious Familia. Absolutely. Yeah. God. Remember, like, We've already done this episode, but do you remember how sad the heist becomes by the time we get to the fate of the Furious Home? Oh, my God. God. So we're going to enjoy this next week. Yeah. You enjoy that last Savor heist it. you get because it's the only it. one. Yeah. It's the only one you're going to get that actually means a shit from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. As always, 
You can find me at Tall for All, T A L L, the number four A L L on Twitter and Instagram. And Ariane, where can people find you? You can find me at Ariane and Indiza on Instagram and Twitter. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, breadcrumbscollective.com. We love yeah, you guys. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.